Coming up on the Children's Hour, we're leaping into learning about lemurs with Faye Goodwin, an educator at the Duke Lemur Center in Durham, North Carolina. We'll find out how humans are related to these adorable primates, and we'll discover why they only live in the wild in one place in the whole world. We'll also explore the many species of lemurs, and we'll find out what must happen for lemurs to survive. We'll also hear from the kids in the Extinction Diaries about lemurs, and we have some great music for you on this show. The Children's Hour is a production of The Children's Hour Incorporated. We're a New Mexico nonprofit dedicated to producing high quality kids' public radio. You can find our playlists and so much more at childrenshour.org. It's time for the Children's Hour Kids' Public Radio. Why did the lemur tell the person to use a solar car? I don't know why. Because he was mad at Gascar. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the children's hour. Kids public radio. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. You like to move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. You like to move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. You like to move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. You like to move it. That's a snippet of the I Like to Move It song. You're listening to the Children's Hour. I'm Katie Stone. I'm here with a whole lot of great people on Zoom. Hello, everyone on Zoom. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. Who else with us today? Hi, it's Genevieve. Hi, Deirdre. Hi, it's Lou. Hi, it's Lucas. Hello, it's Zen. Hello, it's Amadeus. Hi, it's Corbett. Hello, it's Lily May. Hi, it's Maya. Hi, it's Max Malone. Hi, it's Daniel. Hi, it's Isaac. Hi, it's Kate. Hi, it's Luminata. Happy day, it's Maya. Hi, it's Kodiak. Hi, it's Evan. Hi, friends, it's Melissa. Thanks for the great joke, Evan, on lemurs. That was a lot of fun. Uh, you all, we're about to interview someone about lemurs. Anyone else a big fan of lemurs other than me? I am. Oh, yeah. Yes, lemurs all the way. 
love a lemur they're so fuzzy and cute and furry and have these little hands we're going to learn a lot more about lemurs from the duke lemur center today we're also going to hear from our friends in the extinction diaries about lemurs i'm pretty excited about this show and i know you are too let's jump right into it this is lemurs leaping by eco rapper right here on the children's hour You're listening to an encore edition of the Children's Hour. On an island wild, unstyled, off Africa, waves serpentinely entwined, unwind like taffeta, desert, jungle trees, wanders in her boundaries, and lemurs, their only home for centuries. These prosimians, nimble and agile, Inhabitants adapting to shapes of a landscape fragile. Features bleak and practical. Creatures uniquely radical. Welcome to a world of lemurs. Magical. Lemurs leaping. Lemurs leaping. Lemurs leaping. See the lemurs leaping. Lemurs of so many colors. Lemurs living with one another. On the ground, in the trees. Lemurs. Family. Lemurs leaping. Lemurs leaping. Lemurs leaping. See the lemurs leaping. Children's Hour, and with us today 
is Faye Goodwin. She is an educational technician at the Duke Lemur Center in North Carolina. Welcome to the Children's Hour. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about how excited everyone is about lemurs today. Well, who wouldn't be excited about lemurs? They're the coolest little animal. And we're going to let you start by just telling us very basically, what is a lemur? That's a really awesome question to start with. As an educator at the Lemur Center, I actually meet a lot of people who don't really know the answer to that question because lemurs are kind of in the middle of a couple of different families. So I'll try to simplify that. Lemurs, as you guys probably know, are part of the primate family, but they are the very earliest primates that ever showed up on earth. So when you look at them, they don't really look like the monkeys and apes that we think of when we think of primates. They have a wet nose, they have a small body, and they look a little bit more like some of those earlier mammals like cats and raccoons and marsupials. So a lot of people at the lemur center think that lemurs are marsupials or related to raccoons or something like that. But lemurs are primates. And like I said, they're the earliest primates that ever showed up in the world. So they are like the original primates on Earth. That's amazing. So in a way, is it true that we could trace our evolutionary history back to lemurs? We could. We'd have to go about 65 million years back. But primates started with lemurs. So our whole family tree starts with them all the way up to humans. They're so cute. Oh, my goodness. I can hardly stand how cute they are. They just seem like a super snuggly, almost cat-like monkey. Like, if I worked at the Duke Lemur Center, I'd want to hug them all the time. Do you? Do you hug them? Well, lemurs are definitely very social with other lemurs. But as wild animals, they are totally uninterested in hanging out and hugging humans. I know they look super cuddly. But the more you hang out with lemurs, the more you get to know that they don't really care about us. They just want to hang out with their lemur buddies. What's like working with lemurs at the Duke Lemur Center? And what's it you are trying to accomplish? Yeah, so working with lemurs at the Lemur Center, of course, is so much fun because, as Katie said, they are adorable. And they're also super charismatic. They have really great personalities. They're really energetic and goofy and fun. Um, so that's a lot of fun working with them. But as an educator, it's even more fun because I get to introduce people to lemurs and see them make those connections and learn things they never knew before. So it's really exciting to do my part at the Lemur Center. But working at the Duke Lemur Center itself is also really exciting because the primary thing that we're doing at the Lemur Center is studying lemurs and trying to conserve them in the wild. So as an educator, that means I have to know about all the cool research that's going on, and I have to know a lot about the conservation projects that are going on. So for me, it's really awesome to hear about all the new things we're learning about lemurs and all the different ways that we're helping to save them in the wild. Now, I'll take a moment here to pause because your second question was about what we're hoping to accomplish. Um, so that ties into what I just said about research and conservation. So at the Lemur Center, we do non-invasive research. That means we don't do anything that would cause the lemurs any harm or stress. So we're basically just watching them and hanging out with them to see what we can find out about the lemurs. And that's going to help us protect them in the wild. 
So lemurs are only found in Madagascar. We've been working with the lemurs in Madagascar since the 1980s to try to protect those forests where they live and make sure that they never go extinct. How many species are there? Awesome question. So in the wild in Madagascar, we think there are about a hundred different species. And I say we think because there's still a lot that we're learning about lemurs. Now at the Duke Lemur Center where I work, we only have 15 different species of lemur living there. And that's because some of those species are so rare and so special that nobody's ever kept them in human care before. What does lemurs eat? Oh, great question. Now remember, I just said there are lots of different species. So every species eats something a little bit different. Most of what they eat are things that you can find growing in the forest. So fruit, leaves, nuts, flowers, sometimes even pollen. But there are also a lot of lemurs that eat bugs. And some lemurs will even eat small animals like mice and lizards. But not very many do that. Most of them like their fruits and veggies best. That's so interesting. So at the Duke Lemur Center, do you have to feed completely different diets to the different species of lemurs? Yeah, so we can overlap quite a bit with what we can feed out. That makes our job a lot easier because a lot of lemurs can eat the same kinds of veggies, but we might have to split up who gets fruit and who doesn't. And our cockerel shafak lemur is the most picky. They need a lot of really special food, mostly a lot of leafy greens and leaves. And then our eye eyes almost exclusively eat insects. So we do have to work really hard to make sure everyone gets their favorite things. Where do the lemurs at your center come from and how do they get there? Such a good question. So the Duke Lemur Center started way back in 1966 and our original group of lemurs actually came from Yale University. Of course, they originally were born in Madagascar, but there was a person, a faculty member, a professor who was living at Yale who was studying lemurs. And he had a small collection of lemurs that he had gotten from zoos or from Madagascar. And he wanted to move them to Duke because we have a big, beautiful forest and the weather's really nice. So that's how we got started. And then in the 1980s, we decided if we were gonna save lemurs, that we would need to get some more lemurs from Madagascar to come and live at the Duke Lemur Center so we could keep breeding lemurs in case we needed to put them back in the wild. So we made an agreement with the people in Madagascar that we would take one lemur here, one lemur here, and gradually we got enough lemurs that the lemurs could keep breeding. But most of the lemurs at the Lemur Center right now were born right there in Durham. Why did your organization choose lemurs? There are so many other animals. Why does it focus on lemurs? That is an awesome question. Thank you for that. I think about that a lot because Working at the Lemur Center, people always ask me, well, did you always love lemurs? And the answer is really, no, I just want to help save endangered species. Um, so Duke focused on lemurs kind of out of a coincidence when that professor from Yale came down and asked to bring his lemurs to Duke. So that sort of got started kind of on accident. But once people started learning about lemurs, we realized how important they are and how important it is to protect them in the wild. So we decided that we could be this really wonderful, influential, and powerful organization that could do a lot of good work to help lemurs if we just focused on lemurs. So they are at risk. They are. Lemurs are the most endangered group of vertebrates in the world today. 
Vertebrates meaning animals with spines? Of all animals with spines? As a group, yeah. So they're not, you know, not one lemur is the most endangered vertebrate on Earth, but as a group, they are the most endangered group of vertebrates in the world. We're talking with Faye Goodwin. She is an educator at the Duke Lemur Center in Durham, North Carolina. We're going to find out what makes lemurs so critically endangered right after this.
Children's Hour, Kids Public Radio. We'll be right back. The Children's Hour is produced by the Children's Hour Incorporated, an educational nonprofit based in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We're listener supported at childrenshour.org. Support for the Children's Hour is provided by the New Mexico Museum of Natural History and Science, announcing Chocolate, the Exhibition, a multimedia science exhibit that engages the senses and traces the evolution of chocolate from a small bitter seed to the delicacy it is today. The exhibit runs through March 2023. More info at nmnaturalhistory.org. Support for the Children's Hour provided by Electric Playhouse, an immersive entertainment and events center in Albuquerque, New Mexico. The Playhouse is open. You can purchase tickets, learn about events, play, and other opportunities, including future locations and music shows, at electricplayhouse.com. Would you like to climb a tree like monkeys, 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 monkeys? Would you like to climb a tree like monkeys, monkeys? Monkeys are swinging. Around those jungle trees Baboons red booties Shaking off the bees The bees are making Honey oh so sweet Baboon is eating All that honey from the bees Honey from the bees Monkeys are singing Ah, ah, ah. Lemur is looking around what's going on Bird of Paradise is singing out his song Would you like to climb a tree like monkeys, 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 monkeys? Would you like to climb a tree like monkeys, monkeys, monkeys? Would you like to climb a tree like monkeys, monkeys, monkeys? Monkeys are swinging around those jungle trees. Baboons red booty Shaking off the bees The bees are making Honey oh so sweet Baboon is eating All that honey from the bees Honey from the bees Monkeys are singing Ooh ooh ah 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 Around what's going on But of paradise is singing out his song Monkeys, 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 would you like to climb a tree like monkeys, monkeys, monkeys? 
Warn you like to climb a tree like monkeys, 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 monkeys. Warn you like to climb a tree like monkeys, monkeys. Welcome back to the Children's Hour. That was Monkeys by Andy Roo and the Andy Rooniverse from his CD called Welcome to the Andy Rooniverse. And before the break, you heard Lemur done by Dan Bornmark from a CD called Lila Trams. That is in Swedish. And I've been assured it's all about lemurs. Today's show is all about lemurs. And we're with Faye Goodwin. She's from the Duke Lemur Center in Durham, North Carolina, where their mission is partially to save lemurs from extinction. Lucas has the next question. So why are lemurs endangered? Lemurs are endangered for a couple of big reasons. The number one reason is that their habitat is being destroyed. Lemurs rely on forests and trees. They live in trees. So right now in Madagascar, a lot of the people living there don't have enough to eat and they don't have enough money. So the way that they help themselves is to cut down areas of the forest so they can grow crops. Now, it's not their fault that they are doing that. We need to make sure we help them so they can help the lemurs too. But deforestation is a really big problem for lemurs. The second issue is that lemurs are only found in Madagascar, one island that's about the size of California. So they don't really have a backup option. We can't really put them somewhere else. It's not like they're living all over the world. So with those two factors combined, lemurs are in big trouble. There's also some other little things that contribute Sometimes people, if they get hungry enough, will hunt lemurs for food, and sometimes they capture them to be kept as pets. But those aren't as big problems as their habitats being cut down. What is the difference between lemurs and monkeys? Oh, excellent question. So lemurs and monkeys, evolutionarily speaking, have a difference of about 30 million years between them. The big Differences that we can see when we look at lemurs and monkeys is that lemurs have a wet nose and monkeys do not. So lemurs are part of a group called strepsirrhines, which actually means curled nose or wet nose. So that's their big difference, but they also have a lot of other little differences like the way their bones are shaped, the way their teeth are shaped, and a lot of their behavior and social groups. Lemurs also have a really cool thing in their teeth called a tooth comb. So imagine that your bottom six teeth were long and stuck out straight, were shaped kind of like a comb. And that's what you used to groom yourself or brush your hair. That's what lemurs have. Monkeys don't have that. So a couple of little cool physical characteristics separate lemurs and monkeys. Why do lemurs only live in Madagascar? So once upon a time, 65 million years ago, lemurs and lemur-ish animals were found all over the world even in North America. And it was sort of happenstance that some of those early lemurs got washed across the Mozambique Channel, which separates Africa from Madagascar. It's about 200 miles today, but it might not have been that far 65 million years ago. They got washed out in a storm and started to settle on Madagascar. After that happened 30 million years ago, we started to see monkeys showing up and monkeys outcompeted lemurs for a lot of the same resources. So lemurs started to go extinct in all those places that monkeys were showing up, but monkeys never made it to Madagascar. So it was like their safe haven. 
So it's sort of a little time capsule of what the world might have looked like 60 million years ago. Now, today, lemurs are so specialized to Madagascar that if they tried to move anywhere else, they probably wouldn't do a good job. The only reason they're doing so well in Durham is because we help them out and give them lots of food to eat and medical care and all that good stuff. What is the biggest threat to lemurs today? The biggest threat is definitely habitat destruction. And most of that, again, is just driven by people who are living in poverty and need a little bit of extra help. So if we can help save the forest in Madagascar, we can definitely save the lemurs. That's Faye Goodwin from the Duke Lemur Center, where they have 85 acres and just a haven for lemurs. And we're going to learn more right after a little of this. This is Bill Oliver right here on the Children's Hour. Habitat. trees are at where a bear could scratch her back keeps the ground from rolling back renews the oxygen in fact the forest is habitat we depend on habitat have to have a habitat habitat have to have a habitat habitat have to have a habitat you have to have a habitat to carry on all right everybody air guitars Very special habitat, it's where the freshest water's at for people, fish, and muskrat. But when people dump their trash, rivers take the biggest rap. The river is habitat we depend on. People are different than foxes and rabbits affect the whole world with our bad habits. Better to love it while we still have it, or rat-a-tat. Habitat's gone. Habitat. Have to have a habitat. Habitat. Have to have a habitat. Habitat. Have to have a habitat. You have to have a habitat. Have to have a habitat is the title track from Bill Oliver's Have to Have a Habitat CD. 
Indeed, the lemurs have to have a habitat, and the destruction of the rainforests of Madagascar have been devastating. But places like the Duke Lemur Center are helping to replant the forests of Madagascar, and the Madagascar people themselves are replanting their own island. And we'll have a song coming up that explains how the lemurs are part of the process of planting a forest. You're listening to the Children's Hour, and with us on the show is Faye Goodwin. She's an educator at the Duke Lemur Center in Durham, North Carolina. How many lemurs are at at your facility? So right now, I think we have about 220 It might be a little more than that because we just had some new babies this month and we've got some more babies on the way. So around 220 or 225. It's a lot of lemurs. (laughs) That must be like the cutest thing in the world, a baby lemur. (laughs) Well, just like baby humans, they uh, sometimes look a little weird at first. They don't have all their hair yet and their heads are really big, but they get super cute after about a week. Is there any lemurs that gonna stink like the giant eye? Great question. Yeah, there are about 17 species of lemur that have gone extinct that we know of. Oh. Yeah. So they they were usually the really big lemurs that were way bigger than the lemurs we know of today. The coolest one that we like to talk about is Megalatopus. Megalatopus was about as big as a gorilla. So if you can imagine a gorilla-sized lemur, pretty awesome. Now, they probably just ate leaves and hung out in the trees like gorillas do, but they are pretty impressive. Now, it's kind of hard to find fossils in Madagascar, so there might be even more extinct lemurs that we don't know about yet, but we know of about 17. What are lemurs predators? So I know we already talked that lemurs are in danger from humans cutting down their habitat, but the things that actually, the animals that actually are predators to lemurs include one super cool animal called the fusa, and that's spelled F-O-S-S-A if you want to look it up. The fusa is a really cool animal that looks sort of like a cross between a dog and a cat. And they're really good at climbing trees. So they can keep up with the lemurs in uh, Madagascar in the trees. So that's their number one predator is the fusa. But lemurs can also be in danger from big birds and snakes. Usually the smaller lemurs or the baby lemurs are the only ones that have to worry about big birds and snakes. I have heard of lemur stink fights. What do you know about them? I'm so glad you asked about lemur stink fights because it's one of the coolest things that lemurs do. So lemurs, especially ring-tailed lemurs, use scent to communicate. So kind of like dogs and cats do, but lemurs have special scent glands and ring-tailed lemurs have them on the inside of each wrist. So when ring-tailed lemurs want to stink fight, they'll pull their stripy tail around in front and they'll rub those scent glands on their wrists all over their tail. So they're getting their tail all full of stink. And then they'll take their tail over their head and they'll flick it at the other lemur that they're stink fighting with. So they're giving that other lemur a big face full of their own stink. So usually that happens between two male ringtail lemurs, two boys, and they're usually fighting over territory or over girls. But sometimes the males will also stink flirt. So they'll do the same thing, but they'll do it nicely and wave their tail over by a female to see what she thinks of his smell. 
Now, when they're stink fighting, their stink is full of information. So they can tell a lot about each other just by smelling that stink. It's pretty cool to watch, but not a lot of fun to smell. What kind of information is in the stink? So you can tell how healthy a lemur is based on their smell. And of course, lemurs, when they're looking for mates, are looking for a nice, healthy, strong mate. You can also tell their uh, DNA. So lemurs can kind of tell who is related to them or not just based on smell, which is pretty awesome. How do ring-tailed lemurs climb on steep cliffs? That is such a cool question. And there are lots of researchers that are studying things just like that in the wild and at the lemur center. So lemurs are part of the primate family, which means like us, they have hands instead of paws. So that means they have a thumb and they have fingers. And those hands are really good at grabbing onto rocks. So those lemurs have tough pads on their hands and they have those mobile thumbs like we do. So they can grab onto those rocks and rock climb away. And the second thing that helps them is that ringtail lemurs, as you know, have that long stripy tail. And that stripy tail really helps them with their balance. So if they jump on a rock and they need a little bit of help getting their balance, that tail helps them out a lot. Now their tail can't grab onto things like monkey tails can. They're not prehensile tails, but they help a lot with their balance. We're learning about lemurs with Faye Goodwin from the Duke Lemur Center in Durham, North Carolina. I think we have a few more questions for you if you'll stick around. This is a song about how lemurs contribute to reforesting forests. This is the Children's Hour. Lemurs hop and scoot to chew the tropical fruit. All the fiber pulp and seed a wily lemur can loot. Seed has a protective suit to shield it from digestive juice. So the seed can slide that long intestinal chute. When a lemur's through, when a lemur needs to. Then the lemur stops and pops the seed out with a boot. If a lemur's commute takes him on a high tree route. Then the lemur sideways and the seeds parachute. What goes in must come out. That's how the lemurs spread so many seeds about. That's how lemurs seed a forest on their daily route. That's how lemurs scoot about and the forest trees root and sprout. Root and sprout. Birds various see too, where the berries sweet do. Bats flap in on the scatter action acrobatically astute. Who choose the big seed? Huge for the little beaks. The only feeders of pot of jaw technique. Insects throng, buzzing in the sunlight strong, bursting their song. Owls sit in a roost, owls don't give a hoot. About a scoop of fertilizer, the rain will dilute. What goes in must come out. That's how lemurs spread so many seeds round about. In the rainy season or in a time of drought. That's how lemurs scoot about and the forest trees root and sprout. Root and sprout. Listening to the Children's Hour Kids Public Radio. We'll be right back. 
Children's Hour radio show is an independent production of the Children's Hour Incorporated, a New Mexico nonprofit. Support for the Children's Hour provided by United Way of Central New Mexico. The Children's Hour is supported in part by an award from New Mexico Arts, a division of the New Mexico Department of Cultural Affairs, and the National Endowment for the Arts. Support for the Children's Hour is also provided by the City of Albuquerque's Cultural Services Department and the Urban Enhancement Trust Fund. Support for the Children's Hour is provided by Token IBIS, a nonprofit making philanthropy accessible to everyone. To sign up, go to tokenibis.org. Travel back in time with the Children's Hour on Monday, August 8th at 10 a.m. Mountain Time to the era of nationalization of the American Southwest after the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo made the region a territory of the United States. It's the final virtual field trip in our Brief History of the American Southwest for Kids series. Sign up at childrenshour.org history. This project is possible thanks to the support of the New Mexico Humanities Council and the National Endowment for the Humanities.
from a CD called Feedback Madagascar. That was Jiao Jobi with Somaiko Somiano. I play it, you play it. And that is a CD that is a benefit CD for replanting Madagascar's rainforests. That song is about replanting the forests, which is something that needs to be done to save the lemurs. And speaking of lemurs, before the break, you heard the lemur seed along song by Eco Rapper from Lemurs Leaping. You are listening to the Children's Hour. I'm Katie Stone. And with us on the show is Faye Goodwin from the Duke Lemur Center in Durham, North Carolina, where they are working on making sure that lemurs do not go extinct and are studied and understood. The kids have just a few more questions for you. What is your job at the lemur center? Like, what do you do? Do you just hang out with the lemurs? My job is super fun. I think I've got the best job because um, my job is to teach people about lemurs. And I do that in lots of different ways. At the Lemur Center, we have tours that go out all the time. There are lots of different kinds of tours, tours for little kids, behind the scenes tours. And then we also do special programs like summer camps and workshops where we learn a lot about something really specific about lemurs. So I get to tell people everything I know about lemurs. And it's important that I make sure I know about all the new stuff that's happening with lemurs. So I get to learn about research and conservation all the time. So my job is mostly just telling people about lemurs, but it's also really important that I know how to keep the lemurs safe and healthy and keep the people safe and healthy at the same time. Since everybody knows lemurs are cute and cuddly, a lot of folks sometimes want to get too close or touch, and we have to make sure that everybody's stress-free. So I'm a little bit like a lemur lifeguard in addition to a teacher about lemurs. How is climate change impacting lemurs? So climate change is impacting lemurs kind of the same way it's impacting a lot of other animals. So climate change is making temperatures higher, but it's also making the weather do crazy things. And if you're a lemur living in the forest, something like a big monsoon or a hurricane could take down a lot of trees. It could be a big problem for you. Um, lemurs have a lot of really special needs. They have really special um, adaptations to their environment. So if things start to change in their environment, if things start to grow differently or not grow enough, they could be in really big trouble. So the more that the weather changes, the more that lemurs will have to adjust. And if they can't adjust, they might be in big trouble. How can we help lemurs now that they're so endangered? That's a great question. And this is really a big part of that. Just learning about lemurs and understanding how important they are and how special they are Education is a huge part of saving species, because if you don't know about an animal, how can you care about it and save it? Um, the second way is supporting organizations like the Duke Lemur Center that are able to do the work in Madagascar. Not everybody can go travel to Madagascar and do work. Not everybody has the skills to do conservation work in places like Madagascar. So by supporting organizations like the DLC, either by going for a tour or making a donation or doing our um, Adopt a Lemur program or something like that, you are helping organizations do the work that they need to do in the wild. Um, other things that we can do is um, support the uh, sustainable exports that Madagascar puts out. So Madagascar vanilla, chocolate, and coffee 
are all ways to support farmers living in Madagascar so they don't have to keep cutting down more forest. Um, but it is pretty tricky to find ways to help at home saving a, a species across the world. So I always encourage folks to look in your backyard first um, think about all those great species all over the world, but saving species in your own backyard is a great place to start. You can learn a lot more about lemurs at lemur.duke.edu. The Duke Lemur Center is where our guest is from, Faye Goodwin. And Faye, we just want to thank you so much for being with us on the Children's Hour today. We learned a lot. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I miss getting to talk to people about lemurs. So this was so much fun. Bye. Diaries. All lemurs are native to Madagascar and one-third of lemur species are critically facing extinction right now. 98% of the remaining species are also threatened with extinction and can swiftly disappear if a plan isn't made and enforced. 
Madagascar is a single island nation off the southeast coast of Africa. Lemurs are thought to have floated there on drifting vegetation sometime in their 55 million year evolution. Humans arrived there roughly 1,300 years ago, and 16 lemur species have gone extinct since, including one the size of a male gorilla. Tragically, in the last 60 years, men have deforested half of the island, and the logging and burning is accelerating. Lemurs hit star status in animated movies and television that features the adorable primate, an order that includes monkeys, apes, and humans. If man isn't helping a fellow primate, what foundation will children have to trust adults with their own struggle and fate in the sixth grade extinction? Children's voices for their world should be the loudest thing we hear. <laughs> oh yeah, and you too. My name is Arn Oliveira, and this is a Small World Radio production.
In the background, Oladad, they're from Madagascar with Mantisokpili, Little Green. And Coco's Lunch before that from A Whole New Way of Getting Dressed with All the Wild Wonders. And before the Extinction Diaries, you heard Judith Tulloch from Grooving to the Beat of the Times with The Lemur Song. You've been listening to the Children's Hour on our show on lemurs. Lots of photos and more is posted at childrenshour.org under the Leaping Lemurs episode. The Children's Hour is an independent production of the Children's Hour Incorporated, a New Mexico nonprofit corporation. Our show was written by Katie Stone with help from all of us and the kids crew. Find lots of information about us at childrenshour.org. Many thanks to Faye Goodwin from Duke Lemur Center for being with us on the show today. We also want to thank the kids from the Extinction Diaries at KFOI. Our podcast can be found wherever you get your podcast or at patreon.com slash the children's hour. Or ask your smart speaker to play the children's hour podcast. We post our photos and more on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Find us at TCH Radio. Our theme music is written by C.K. Barlow. The Children's Hour is distributed by the Children's Hour Incorporated and the Public Radio Exchange, PRX, and the Pacifica Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Children's Hour, Kids Public Radio.